Ottawa tonight has given itself broad new powers to try to shut down ongoing protests and blockades. Is it the right move or a sign of multiple failures to properly contain this thing from the beginning? Joining me now is Rob Hubert, political science professor at the University of Calgary. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Matt. It's always my pleasure. Um, Just to demystify this a bit, the Emergencies Act, what powers does it grant and specifically what doesn't it grant? Well, yeah, you got an hour here. Um, <laughs> recognize that this law, which was passed in 1988 um, as a direct uh, result of the um, uh, unsatisfaction impl- implementation of the War Measures Act, it's never been enacted before. A lot of these times, part of the challenge is trying to figure out what you can actually do in terms of it and what the legislation says. So the first thing is, of course, is that it allows you to declare an emergency. The act itself actually has three different levels. It's got a, a public emergency connection. It has an international crisis um, part, and it has a war measures part. And each of these parts, parts two, three, and four, increase in what it allows the government to do. What it really allows at the level that it's being talked about in terms of um, what the Trudeau administration seems to be going with is it's going to be able to isolate a specific geographical area, basically close it off and basically empty it. So in other words, what the law is going to allow them to do is to deal with the geographical space that the truckers are occupying in Ottawa. They're going to be able to uh, contain and control it. And one presumes that they will then use different levels of force to get the the individual um, uh, that are involved with the uh, protest uh, to leave. Given the current circumstances, does it meet the threshold of the Emergencies Act, do you think? Well, if you read the actual threshold, it's very, very vague in terms of a threat to state security, sovereignty, and so forth. I mean, in terms of state sovereignty, yeah, I suppose it does. I mean, it's basically taking, you know, for the last, what, 18 days, it has prevented the government from being able to enact the will of the government uh, to open up. And I would presume that a good lawyer is going to be able to say that is a state that is a threat to sovereignty. So I don't think they're going to have too much trouble showing that it has, in fact, enacted because it's a political document. Um, The way that the document is structured is that you declare it and you have seven days before Parliament then has to vote on it. So in other words, you know, the threshold is going to be whatever the government says the threshold is. Now, subsequently, will someone be able to bring a lawsuit and sometimes and say it was unconstitutional, what doesn't matter? But that doesn't matter. I mean, in terms of being able to to empty the section, to shut down the protest, it it, it is or isn't going to have the threshold. It's just going to be an act that they are going to be able to utilize. They'll then have to pass it within the seven days and that will allow them to basically isolate and move it. Remember, Canada has had other experiences where we haven't gone to this extent of declaring the Emergencies Act, but you recall the G20 protests that were occurring in Toronto. And in that context, the, the, the policing service clearly, and this comes out in an investigation, clearly exceeded their powers in terms of just isolating individuals and moving, but it showed that you can do it if you are have the political will to do it in that context. So I think really what we're going to be seeing is a repetition, except with this legal surrounding of it that didn't exist at the G20. Because that was going to lead to my next question, which was, were there powers in place already that could have been used differently that would have had 
the kind of result that we're now still looking for, I would imagine, the government's still looking for, without having to use the Emergencies Act for the first time? Well, this is, this is the, the challenging thing. In Canada, we have a very uneven record in terms of how any government, federal and provincial, responds to international protests. There are some, or not international, but protests. There are some protests involving, say, land claim settlement regions in Ontario and in other parts of the country where the governments have made very clear um, decisions not to intervene to force a solution. There's been others, such as the G20, where people would say they've used excessive source, uh, force. So in other words, we've got a very, I, I wouldn't say in Canada that we have this well thought through. I mean, it tends to be what the political orientation of the protest is, what the will of the current government, be it federal or provincial, is. And so as a result, um, you know, what are we going to do in this context? How far will Trudeau push it in terms of what the capabilities are? Recognize that there is nothing in terms of, say, the deployment of Canadian forces personnel. This is often being talked about right now. That has to come from the provincial government. The government has to make the, um, in this case, it would be the Ford government saying that uh, the Aid to uh, Civil's Authority Act has to be invoked on the part of the Ford government, in which case then the military might be providing some type of a role. And once again, it would have to be defined in agreement between Ford and Trudeau. Uh, but there's nothing within the Public, Affair, uh, uh, Public Emergencies Act that says. It does say that, of course, it gives on the consent element that this act has to come in place when the provincial authorities believe that they can't handle it with normal means. So in other words, Ford has to say, yes, this goes beyond our ability. And that's part of the consent. I think it's Article uh, Part 18 of the act, where the provincial government says, yes, we agree with this. And yes, this goes beyond our, our normal capability. The reason why they have that is to ensure that a federal government wouldn't come along and just invoke it, when in fact, the provincial government is able to say, no, we've got it under control. Don't worry. So, so, so certainly not to be confused with the War Measures Act and, and thinking back to what was seen in 1970 in Quebec. Uh, Rob Hebert, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Always my pleasure, Ben.